going to poke you every time you hit the boom mic no i'm aware when i hit the boom mic like you, i hear it i i hear it loud and clear so just don't do it I'm you have to anticipate I'll the try. sound before you hit it <laughs> okay <laughs> you have to exercise some book smarts about it oh good segue is it yeah is it? ish <laughs> well I don't know anybody in this movie. The reason... what Lisa? Okay, well, besides Jason, her. Uh, I mean... Will I, Forte? I did not know Will Forte. He sounds familiar. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows but Jason, where he's from. Jason Sudeikis. So Jason Sudeikis, yes. I was kept, it Sudeikis? I kept thinking... First, I thought it was Paul Rudd. Then I was trying to say <laughs> Jason Bateman. It's Jason Sudeikis. Wow. And he's the husband of the director. I'm pretty sure. Unless it's Jason Bateman she's oh, married wow. to. But that would make no sense. I think he's her husband. Well, lucky him. Yeah, honestly. Because he got an acting job through the movie. Probably oh. because of her. She's like, yeah. I know the perfect man. Oh, my God. Luckily, no, he's lucky because she's, she's like hot. She was like the hottest person of 20, 2010. Damn. <laughs> but anyway, that doesn't matter. She's directing. It's no, her. it matters all right. <laughs> She's uh, directing for the first time with this movie. Oh, that's really cool. It's Olivia Wilde, by the way. I don't know if I said her name. You, Oh, so there you did not say her name. And now I know Olivia uh, Wilde. So is there anything else? That, <laughs> I I mean, so assumed, what is she? Is she an actress? Yeah, I assumed. Oh, she was big during her alien face. Uh-oh. <laughs> we need the sound effect for it. Like, <laughs> it's So like, we can cue. Yeah, I know that ringtone people have that's like, Sounds like aliens. Whatever. <laughs> You're going to so, have to re- research that one to plug it in. Yeah. Olivia Wilde. I just assumed you would know who Jason Sudeikis' wife was, but it's Olivia Wilde. Uh-huh. She was big kind of like young, hot woman actress of the 2010s, early were, 2010s. Were they together then? I think she did one big movie with him and they got together. Mm. I really hope it's not Jason Bateman and I'm just making shit up. But I'm pretty sure since she put him in the movie, that's him. That's her husband. All right. Well, we'll get the fact checkers okay. on that one. <laughs> but uh, for now, we'll run with it. So Olivia Wilde, she is the director of the movie that we're covering today yes. here on a high key book club. A fresh, brand new movie. For certified fresh. <laughs> yes. And came out this weekend. It was honestly a big debate to get here between me and cameron we, we were pretty dead set on bringing you aladdin this week live action a whole new no <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was we were going to buy tickets and then i saw a tweet from olivia wilde that was like we're getting creamed at the box office wait wait, wait what i <laughs> You didn't tell me anything about no tweet. Well, I didn't want to influence you that way. I picked my battle. So whatever. My my points. I can't believe I can't believe you used that. What, what, I didn't use it. I, I made my case and that was not included in my evidence. It's yeah, okay. You're right. So basically I saw that tweet and said we're getting creamed at the box office. And if you can see it this weekend, please see it this weekend. Because this weekend is the one big box office weekend that matters like the one that matters it's the holiday weekend it's the holiday weekend it's the debut weekend but it did debut in the same weekend as aladdin there's like a john wick movie which i don't know what that is but (laughs) they were saying it was big yeah it's uh keanu reeves we actually should watch Keanu? the first one. He's yeah. still doing stuff? I, yeah, so that's like, and that's the funny thing about it is it's, um, I mean, I heard that it was supposed to sort of poke fun at the idea of him being like this old kind of action guy, similar in the sense to kind of ta- how t- it took like what Taken became, I guess, famous for uh-huh. and then actually made that part of its plot, maybe. But I'm not 100% sure. Somehow it became big and popular. Okay. Um, I well, guess that's for being. How- 
Uh, Detective Pikachu still out and mm-hmm. Avengers still the out. The third one of it. Huh? It's the third John Wick. Yeah, so there's uh, like a ton of big players out in the theaters right now, including Avengers and Pikachu. Oh, it's so true. Um, and Avengers just won't give up. Well, it's it's not gonna. It's it's yeah. So this is an indie movie, and it's more more small budget, more niche maybe, right? I would say it is. Um, and they definitely had techniques that demonstrated their ability to to kind of cut corners with their budget i just at seeing that tweet i was like that's so true i can see aladdin at any point and i uh, i well yeah i had seen like a lot of ads i think because i'm in the prime demographic they're trying to get for book smart uh i've seen a lot of targeted ads mm-hmm. to me about it and interesting. I, I had found it interesting it looked kind of like a ladybird you know kind of fun thing they had the girl from ladybird and I was like interested, but I was like, I don't know. And then I had a friend that mentioned that it was good and that it just started building that case to go see it. And since it's a critical weekend, I saw in that tweet, I was like, well, I should just I want to see Booksmart this weekend and just push Aladdin because Aladdin's going to be there for who knows how long. Well, Lady Bird is another episode that we have, right? Yes. So they could go back and listen <laughs> to that if they want to on high key book club because we never introduced ourselves i know i know well we are a podcast where we book club of movies and tv shows yes and today it's a movie a new movie and we'll focus most of the episode on spoiler free review uh and then the second half for the people that saw it but usually the newer ones it's fun to review it like because people don't know yet if they would want to see it that's true so and so when we say we we mean that I am Cameron. I'm Zeleny. Yes. And we are the Heike Book Club people bringing you this Heike Book Club. Book Club Book Smart. Okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. So, but that was the thing about our debate about going out to see this movie mm-hmm. was that it is an indie movie. And I just knew that it would be a little bit more, I guess, low key in the mm-hmm. sense, like not very big theatrical cinematic in the sense of big budget action movies like what aladdin would probably have delivered at least at least i don't know so so i was trying to argue that case to go see aladdin cameron brought that great argument that aladdin would have better more impressive cinematography to see theatrically and he was trying to argue that we should wait um book smart until it comes out we could watch it at home and it because wa- it seems like a much more watch at home kind of yeah, movie. Exactly. And I read a whole article about that exactly, oh. about this movie. And sort of, so it, it has flopped quite a bit. <gasps> Does it, this re- weekend. Does it really? I did yeah. not know that. And my winning argument to Cameron, aside, I did mention, like, let's support an indie movie on a critical weekend. I didn't mention the tweet, but yeah. It flopped. And Wait, so I'm afraid of asking what its budget was. I, I couldn't find the budget. Oh. <laughs> They only had like open weekend numbers. Hmm. The other argument that sold it, I think, finally for me is I looked up both of their Rotten Tomato scores, Aladdin and Booksmart. Booksmart had a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and wow. Aladdin had a 57%. 57 And I was like, well, I don't want to give Disney money over an indie movie like on a critical weekend for a mediocre job you know, of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Not that we know for sure it's mediocre, but usually you hear about it when it's like good Disney, you know? Mm-hmm. And also we I mean, both like, m- talked about how little they marketed the opening exactly. day. And there really it, wasn't any buzz about it. I None of my friends were excited about it or yeah, talking about it. Like Lion it really King, got swept underneath. Literally Lion King, there's been like years of like anticipation in the right. cast. Right, I feel like I've seen more marketing about the Lion King than I have yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, and, and I know that comes out in like July or June, some of them in the summer. And I, I'm I'm aware. I'm like, yeah, it's coming out, and I'm hmm. gonna see it. Everyone's everyone I know is gonna see it. But Aladdin, I just remember Will Smith being revealed, and it being weird, and that's it. And it just kind of came out out of nowhere. And we're thinking as well, maybe uh, since it's not their best work, uh, they d- didn't put their marketing dollars behind it. Right. I totally thought the Will Smith thing was a joke. Like, I thought it was a meme <laughs> like pres- being presented to me. It did become a meme. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... Oh, wait, no. That's actually... <laughs> yeah. A frame from the trailer. Okay. Got so it. that was the reason we saw it. I think it's a big deal. The reason it flopping 
opening weekend is a big deal is because it is directed, written by women, and it's really hard for women to get theatrical releases at all. And kind of women directors often get hired on their track record, Mm. and male directors get hired on their um, potential Hmm. more more often like and and the article i read it was on crap i saw a few articles so i don't remember i want to credit it because it's a good one about this topic it did mention like a bunch of concrete examples of like male directors that made like a well-reviewed indie movie flop that got like huge director jobs right after that for like big superhero movies and stuff Hmm. Or big action movies. And then women that did not or did. They, it had a lot of good examples, this article. And it was about That's so why. very interesting and very sad. Yeah, it is. because And that article was basically, the title is, okay, here, here's the title and it's on Forbes. And it's called, The Box Office Failure of Olivia Wilde's Booksmart is a Sadly Predictable Tragedy. On Forbes. And it talks Who about it? Scott Mendelson. Cool. <laughs> so that it had a lot of good examples of like, you know, female directors and male directors and kind of how that looks. Um, and also it sort of calls out the people that are always saying, oh, we want a, a female director. We want all this. But then where are all those numbers in the box office so yeah the people that don't show up it's kind of like the voting polls saying like they want change they want change but then don't go out to vote yeah it's important if you're tweeting about female directors or liking Mm -hmm. you know stuff on social media or if you're supportive of female directors then kind of but they can't spare that change to go out and support it yeah because literally just box office numbers is kind of the most important number Mm -hmm. in any movies and i've heard that a lot But it's still really hard to get people to come out. And another thing mentioned in the article as well is the streaming service and staying in being more of a thing since all these streaming platforms have their own content. You can stay in more and watch new movies and all that. And especially this type of movie is more suited for streaming. Absolutely. It's more of that type. And mm -hmm. it's kind of what you were arguing as well. Uh, It's not like the most um, cinematic crazy you know thing to see and on the big screen but the problem with hollywood is the streaming doesn't matter in the world like to get bigger jobs as Mm -hmm. a director it's kind of like if you want these female directors to succeed the box office number means more than netflix numbers or hulu because they don't even share the numbers but it's a really tough, I think, just phenomenon to deal with, with like, like the human, like Americans at least, and how we, our behaviors are changing in terms yeah. of how, I guess, more young people want to stay in rather than go out uh, and take that just, I think it's just like, you know, the energy and free will that it takes just to go out even. I don't think that <laughs> it's like an issue of not being able to pay or afford or want to see it. It's just... Yeah, I think it's the effort and also like you have quality content if the at option, home. Right. If the option is at home to for yeah. you to stay where it's but already great, the, then... The problem is those directors that are on Netflix and all that will likely stay on streaming platforms so then and it becomes not be disproportionate? Able, well, they won't be able to break out of... Mm-hmm. streaming only like they won't be taken seriously let's say by a big hollywood action movie or whatever big budget so you're predicting that it could like create a gap or it yeah. kind of already is in how these respective industries view the genders yeah something like that but okay. i mean not that specific necessarily i don't really know but i'm just saying it'll be hard for people directors to make the jump from streaming to hollywood theater mm-hmm and if you want your kind of movies to succeed, you have to... It's li- Yeah, it's literally the same thing as voting. That's a good analogy. Hmm. It's like if you want more women in office, then you have to show up and vote for women, you know? <laughs> well, it's very true. Well, so we hope that you go see this movie because we... I yeah. mean, we really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience of it. Exactly. Um, I cried. Oh, you did? I, don't, I did. I want to know what part because I'm not sure. Well, I can't <laughs> tell you here in this yeah, part you won't, you of won't. the episode, but I certainly will in the second half, which I'm excited to jump into. Do you want to go it. into it? No, not yet. Uh, we haven't. I haven't given my thorough review. Okay. <laughs> 
My thorough review is that it's very funny and lighthearted, and I love that. And it's a teen movie. Mm-hmm. I love teen movies. But it's a very artistically done teen movie. One of those that's going to join that roster of like quality teen movies, not like the cheesy type or, you know, basic kind or kids type. It was rated R, which I want to get your thoughts about. Sure. And I guess in the, we'll say that for the spoilers. I just think uh, it's way funnier than a lot of indie movies, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like usually indies tend to go towards drama. And if there's comedy, it's dramedy. Like Lady Bird, it's, it's funny, but it's like drama, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really like that this one was not really dramedy. It was like comedy full on and mm-hmm. had its tender moments like most good com- like any mm-hmm. good comedy but not like in a drama way it's a comedy movie for sure it's definitely comedy and i think that could also contribute to why it had its type of box office performance too i mean besides the fact that there's also um i suppose women behind it you know but then also just how we have noted pe- previously here on Heike book club the comedies are not doing well, as well at the when box I office say so that, we don't see as many just out i mean i just i noticed that as us going out to the movies i think it's cool that we did get to see a comedy that was even yeah. released I, but i think this is I usually think like the dead dead comedies is like the bad comedies kind mm. of like the trashy mm. movie. But this one's that type of comedy that's still in still mm. trendy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very like smart, like witty comedy and relatable, like real authentic. So on that note, a real strong script. Um, yeah, it really was. Really liked the script a lot. The humor is uh, it's pretty good. It's well, so I, you know, and I suppose they had to write it ahead of time because it does take place in present day 2019 yeah. so and if it was filmed like last year then they had to be predictive like that but mm-hmm. um but i think it's really good i thought it was worth seeing i was happy like i don't know it made me laugh and it kept me entertained and it wasn't slow that's another problem i have pacing with indie. was great yeah that's another problem i have with indie movies sometimes it's they're a little slow mm-hmm. not like i feel like people that don't like them probably think they're boring mm. like that not much happens sometimes they're a slice of life but no, no direction. But this had like a goal. Like it was very like. Well, the goal is what drove it. Um, and I was paying ke- keen attention to that throughout the whole majority of the film is that because they stay goal oriented, it's what drives them through yeah, all of these. Exactly. And and that's uh, good. That's good. That, yeah, that they have an objective. Makes you feel like it keeps moving and not not doesn't just. Mm-hmm. have no direction right yeah, yeah. No. so and in that sense it, it is a very true i my, my kind of take on this film generally is that it has still a tried and true uh, type of for, formula with its script i mean there's nothing too revolutionary about it in that sense but the, the i think the cinematography and the approach the visual and presentation yeah. the stylistic approach they took to it um was really like a hybrid of styles and um and it was more fresh really and cool. innovative mm-hmm. it had its experimental moments with yeah. lighting like it looked very artistic like it looked kind of like a drama because of how cool and artistic they were making the shots but right. it was just a comedy movie so it was smart of them i think to make it artistic like that mm-hmm. just to add something innovative it didn't feel like the same because they compensated for that like more simple plot mm-hmm with like a beautiful beautiful shots and creative shots and creative sequences there was quite a few there were and we'll talk about those i think they really cared about the characters and helping us as the viewer better understand what they were going through when they were thinking about their cinematography approach and i really appreciated that Mm -hmm, exactly yes i totally agree so i i say go see it and go support it if you're trying to support uh, female directors or just look up like sort of what's coming out and see if there's anything else you want to support, mm-hmm. you know, cause that box office number is kind of the biggest thing that matters to get more of these movies out. Absolutely. Nice. Good call. <laughs> Especially on a holiday weekend. You have no excuse. Well, it's too late for that for them, but well, <laughs> yeah. fourth of July is coming up. No, don't go see a movie on fourth of July. Why not? <laughs> or I guess you could just watch stranger things. Stay home. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, do you want to yes. uh, get into a more thorough review? Yes. 
All right, well, we'll go on to uh, explore this more in depth. But if you haven't seen the movie, we do suggest that you put a pause or hold on this episode and then come back to it later on after you have come up to speed with uh, watching Booksmart because we're going to kind of break down what we thought about it in detail in terms of what happened, the plot, and the characters. And so we hope that you can join us on the other side and uh, stay tuned. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Okay, now we're going to talk about in detail of things that happened <laughs> in Booksmart. It was cool. We had two protagonists, Amy and Molly. Well, we were fighting, or not fighting. We were, we were talking. <laughs> we were throwing punches at each other. <laughs> we were talking who about. who the protagonist was. Yeah, because I would have thought it's Molly, played by Beanie, Beanie, Fine, Fernstein, Beanie something. Okay. And. Amy by Caitlin Dever or something like that. Hmm. Caitlin. Well, whatever. Their names are Amy and Molly. Molly is the valedictorian, sort of like the alpha. Very like she's class president. She's all that. And then uh, Amy is kind of that strong feminist lesbian character. Is she a little bit edgy? I wouldn't call her. She's also a nerd kind of, right? They're she's both, also both. They're no, also no, no. They're both. Super nerds. Okay. Super nerds. I totally relate to that. I was a lot like them in high school, actually. Probably more like Amy because she was quieter. Mm -hmm. But I was definitely that person. And I actually had a very similar epiphany to them Hmm. late into senior year. I started realizing that somehow the people that weren't trying would get like the same grades I would. Or they would always just get lucky. That's a really good point. You always talk about that yeah. to me. And <laughs> I hadn't made that connection yet that this is a plot that's all about that. Yeah, exactly. I, literally, that's why in college, I completely like did not care about my studies. I cared more about just my personal life, like what what I wanted to do, you know, or my happiness. Let's say I prioritized my happiness over school and I just made it work, you know. <laughs> yeah and i was a lot more like i don't care about going out hanging out with people and i'll do my homework when i do my homework you know <laughs> it's kind of like i would always notice the people that didn't do their homework one day like oh suddenly the teacher's like oh let, let's give you all one more day for the homework or stuff like that where i'm like i did the homework like why did they get saved whatever so I had a very similar because epiphany. the world is unfair. <laughs> That's exactly. the lesson. Yeah, it is. It really is. I also like school was my hobby. Like I didn't, I never had developed hobbies that well. Like I like art, but I, it was always, school was like my, my competition, my, my whole thing. So I, I get that, that, that was kind of how they were. That right. was all that it was. important. School and TV for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least. And so they're going to some big colleges, right? But one of them, Amy, yes, is well, I don't know. going just... to Africa. Yes. She, as far as we know, they've got the whole summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was going well, no, to only no. just go to Africa for the summer and then come back. And they were going to start to go to school together in the fall. They, not, to, yeah, not they got at, into the same college. No, not at the same college. Oh, not at the same college. Yeah. Okay. But so... they still... We're going to go to college at the same time. Yeah. So like they're best friends, but and they will st- keep in touch and go along their college mm-hmm. journey together long distance in a sense. But wait, what's the other character's name? The not Molly. Amy? Molly. So Molly thinks that Amy is going to Africa just for the summer. Yes. But we later find out she's not in kind of the big low point moment. Yes. Which we have, <laughs> to, come, which we have to get to. Yes. So it's the last day of class and it's when they have this epiphany because they like oh talk to the kids in their grade yeah and figure out that they're also going to ivy league even though they're all seem dumb to them and just partied does she she finds that out when she's in the bathroom stall overhearing everybody that i that's always like been one of my greatest fears is that i would be in the bathroom (gasps) and and like over (laughs) yeah and overhear people talking shit about me yeah that's scary (laughs) i related even though it never happened to me oh my god yeah, that's scary. But yeah, she finds that out and they realize this and it's the last day before graduation. So it's kind of like, like the message in that about judgment. Yeah, I agree. It was it was cool to switch it up. Like you don't 
You expect? I read another article about it, about oh. how it's like... <laughs> You've been reading so much. <laughs> trying to break like high school stereotypes. Uh, most teen movies are famous for their stereotype cliques and types of people. Mm-hmm. And there's movies about breaking that, like High School Musical is big right. about <laughs> breaking the, set, the cliques. But this movie was very much like trying to be more realism and like the kids were multidimensional. It did not fit these archetypes that we're used to in media. Yeah, it's it's about that. No, not judging just by certain things right. about people that they're not smart or something, yeah. which I would totally do myself. I judge. <laughs> it's a really solid message. I, I should take it as well. <laughs> So it's the last day of classes, so it's kind of like this time timeline or timer deadline. <laughs> it's a deadline, and I also like how graduation. the whole like plot of the movie takes place uh, in the course of one day, yeah, right? or one evening. They they call I've always it, liked those. They call it Bueller's Day Off, kind of similar. They call it coming of age, but it's more it, it it doesn't feel that much because it's it's one night, which is cool. I I also like that. Yeah, I did. Rem- think about ferris bueller how it was similar like a modern version of Mm -hmm. that type of movie they're like teen movies but they're artistic so they have this deadline of graduation to party for the first time and i i really i never partied i never partied oh so you could relate to the not going out yeah i never partied in high school i never went to one party like one well yeah my senior year is when i started going out to parties it's like, well, that's when they started having parties, I felt like, where I could go to, like, as it was as a senior. I mean, I guess I could have as a junior, but <laughs> I wasn't cool enough yet. Oh, my God. I was never cool enough or even close. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> and they and they wow. allude to this. Well, no, but they allude to this, too, because, uh, I mean, you know. Oh, they you couldn't have to, find the address? Well, no, but, like, also, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to get into it. What? But, no, I, I, I thought it was funny how they mistaken the drugs for the vitamin Oh, yeah, mix. that was so funny. <laughs> That's so something I would do, like, freak out. <laughs> Back then, for uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it totally, like, blows all over them, too. And Yeah, yeah it's like we're going to get arrested for life. <laughs> um, and another funny bit that was really good that I thought they played off really smartly was how the principal was also a Lyft driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the and then he turns out to be just like really kooky and crazy kind of yeah so that was pretty cool and cute i like that yeah i liked how they introduced all these characters at the beginning and And then then the teacher has to come back well they they all came back in weird funny ways Mm -hmm. like it's people that you forget about and then they come back and you're like oh my god it's a smart screenplay it is it is they all come back in some way and at some point i was starting to expect it but i could never like predict it exactly so i was always excited (laughs) to see who was coming out next heck yeah yeah that was cool so they, they go on this journey to find the party basically the graduation party they do and they have a lot of de- detours that are fun so the first one that <laughs> i remember is uh, you the, rich guy. Me the character's name yeah Jared. he has the uh it's like a, uh, a pontiac pontiac uh <laughs> i don't know firebird maybe um I to make shit up. no i don't <laughs> well i remember they had a key shot where they uh oh. dollied into the pontiac emblem on the front on the front of the car that was later in the movie though but for the first one so he has this car and i guess he's like super rich is that yeah but super uncool like cringy yeah he's super rich and super uncool and it's all just a front which i do find it hard to believe that like they don't hang out with the rich kid even though even like right like right 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 he provides a venue, and that's kind of the hardest part about parties. No kidding. It's a freaking <laughs> cruise ship with yeah. the full out with catering, and nobody wants to go party there. What the heck? Yeah, I can't imagine that actually happening. Like, I could see people, like, hating him secretly and just going anyway. Exactly. You know? that's, that's Okay, This that's but, their one, like, forgettable. Yeah, one coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. It plays into his character, and he's we... He's pretty cringy, though. Uh-huh. Well, we, And he's also putting up a front, though, and he's also, like, the super nice i mean yeah. he's pretty nerdy right? right at the end of the day he just doesn't well that's why he likes molly like mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of implied he, he but he has to hide it because he's trying to be cool to get yes. friends that nobody really likes him yes it's classic not being true to yourself right. and people don't like you but yeah he's he's a really fun one i feel like i recognize him from a movie but hmm. but anyway yeah. i like that actor uh, whoever did him like he was a really good actor because he comes around in the end being yeah a really 
genuine man. I think he's in another movie with Jason Sudeikis. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe Jason recommended him to audition. Maybe. He, he was good. He's like, hey, honey, I know this one kid. He was great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they go to his boat and there's no one there. And except for the crazy Gigi. And, you know, they take drugs on accident because she get, gives them to them in, in oh, strawberries. Oh, that's the strawberry incident. Yeah. And she kind of wants to be best friends with Amy. It's, it's all very weird and creepy, kind of. And then they leave that. And then they get in the Uber with the, t- the principal. And then they make it to... Oh, it was like the one of the theater gays that... And that's where the drugs kick in, right? At the next party? Yeah, so right. the, one of the theater gays texted her the address to the party and it ended up being the theater department's party. Which, which ended <laughs> up being a murder mystery dinner party. Which is which very, was, like, classic. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was just a really brilliant setting to also just, like, have the scene in. Yeah, that's true. In. But it's also kind of a big... Like cliche that theater kids always do murder mystery parties. It totally is. <laughs> and you somehow I still feel like I haven't seen it enough in like movies or like in yeah. media <laughs> that murder mystery sees. So they just did it really good. Did you did you know of any in high school? Well, I was in one. Really? Yeah, I did a murder mystery. Like a party? Uh-huh. You made it? You wrote it? No, I was it? part of one. No, and we like found who, it online. Who are you? <laughs> I still have my script. I think <laughs> I can't remember my exact name. It was like <laughs> Big Daddy J. Oh my something. god! What kind of murder mystery is that? <laughs> it was. I was like the rapper. Oh my god! This is so <laughs> and the guy who was doing all the cooking of the meals, he uh, he was who assigned all of our parts to oh, us. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was like the rapper dude, Big Daddy <laughs> J or something. Oh my god! Were you the murderer? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was <laughs> funny, though. I mean, have you ever done one of those? No, I, I've never. So they give I you like a book. I mean, cool I, enough for the or a little pamphlet. They're cool. I mean, maybe we could find one. Oh, um, no. <laughs> this one was real low key, but they give you a little pamphlet that explains your character yeah. and all the background story to you. But it, at least ours, it's supposed to, I think, generally tell you immediately if you are or are not the killer. Yeah. And so, yeah, the very first line was you are not the killer big cat bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right well you're supposed to hide it if you are mm-hmm. that's the whole game but anyway that was a really fun and the the two theater gays were hilarious they were their acting <laughs> was so fantastic yeah he reminded he, he reminded you, you of your friend i have a friend that <laughs> uh one the one with the glasses reminded me of yeah i forget their names but I, I want to see, I want to get like all of the scenes of him and send that to my friend. Because oh my God. <laughs> it is just like him. Oh. Yeah, that's so funny. So that was a really fun sequence. And then in that sequence, the drugs kick in and we get the stop motion part. Yeah, so which we get is, a real cool animation yeah, bit. Yeah, and, and uh, well, Olivia Wilde said I was inspired by The Big Lebowski. Oh, uh, there you Have go. Have you seen it? Of, of course. Well, I haven't. So yeah, you're I missing hope you, out. Do you get, do you get that? Yes. How it was inspired? Yes. Does it also have an animation sequence? Yes. Oh, okay. That's very good. Well, it's not like a full-out animation sequence. It's like a fantasy sequence yeah. that employs v- visual effects. It's not full-out animation. Oh, but, okay. Um, it is a very iconic fantasy sequence. That's cool. I mean, this was also a fantasy sequence. And it's also drugs. It's like he oh, gets okay. drugged. Yeah. And then it kicks in later in, and then it's like, whoa, and it sends them a whole nother. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. That was a great sequence, and it was cool. It, it said in that article <laughs> about what it was inspired by. <laughs> we should watch The Big Lebowski. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> If you think we should watch cover the Big Lebowski, <laughs> no please tweet one, us at no Hikey Book thinks Club. That. No one Everyone thinks, thinks that. that secretly. No one. So that that was a really funny. And Olivia Wilde also talked about how that t- was supposed to be, like, because. They sort of turned into their biggest fear, which was kind of like objectified, like ridiculous proportioned women, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like their anti thing because they're feminists. Mm -hmm. So that was funny. Same inspiration from the Big Lebowski. That was a cool innovation, though. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. I didn't expect that. I I agree. It's really great to see it applied in the that feminine way. Uh, and it's a really strong critique, I think, just uh, generally on yeah. in, on society, and especially the manufacturing and the toy industry in that sense. Uh, yeah, exactly. I liked it for that. And, it, I, I, and it was funny how Amy was starting to get sucked right, into it. Exactly. It's, it was kind of a 
crazy interesting moment. So after that party, they go, they finally make it to the real party. They do. So they had to have two kind of main roadblocks before oh, they yeah. were able to get to they the were trying third to, and final. They were trying to figure out through like detective Nancy Drewing where where the party was. And so and they figured out through the pizza. Yeah, Lodi or whatever. Right, the pizza. They yeah. saw the so they saw Lido. pizza in a viral video, I guess. Not viral. I know it's it wasn't viral. It was just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the guy is like, I can chop through fifteen pizza boxes or something like oh, that yeah, yeah. and uh uh-huh. just ridiculous and they tried to see where the pizza was delivered from and determined only the only location that could deliver that many pizzas in that amount of time or whatever so they go there jump into somebody's car uh one of the pizza delivery drivers yeah. in the back and when he's out to send out another order they try to hold him hostage but then he turns on them by just dropping drop common sense knowledge on them <laughs> right like street smarts yeah that he could just take them to a cabin and yeah well yeah he, exactly he's like what are y'all thinking just jumping into a stranger's car i could easily be on the other side of that border in that's 45 what minutes I, that's what i would say honestly to them <laughs> <laughs> it's so true yeah i think i thought that was one of the sh- smartest moments because it sounds so like my mother who yeah. <laughs> is like that's very much her way of thinking <laughs> and ca- a way of caution like you don't know anybody and Same. Well, where ta- did you come out so trusting i know <laughs> i it's the alien phase optimism because i was like that before that phase weird <laughs> but yeah he's being kind of really creepy but also helping them but then he also uh, gives them the address. But then he comes back too in the very end, which is fun. It is. You want to wait? I guess. They end up getting the address, right, from him? Yeah, yeah. And they make it to the party. Yep. And they're there. And, and they, they start trying to pursue their goals, right? Yeah. And the goal really isn't so much to just get to the party as it is to be able to... It's like what they want, right? Yeah. Um, What's well, also their final chance to sort of like make a move on their crushes, which they mm-hmm. each have their own crush they're looking they're looking for. Right. So from there, they uh, they do flirt with them and it seems to be going well with each of their crushes. But then it ends up that each each of their crushes they're actually like flirting and canoodling, as they say. Yes. So only Amy sees that at first and tries to tell Molly, but Molly is like delusional. By Molly her, thinks it's going great. Yeah, she's dazed by or blinded by the flirtation that Nick was giving her. Exactly. Um, but Amy's trying to tell her, and it's the classic miscommunication, you know? Like, Amy doesn't want to hurt her feelings by telling her the truth, but Molly is, like, delusional. It's like, go away. We I don't want to go home. And the Malala, Mashaflaka, yeah. whatever. Do you even know what that means? No. Do you know who Malala is? No. She's a huge activist in like the... She has a documentary. We can watch it. <laughs> well, I did not expect I, this to take that turn. <laughs> what? She's what? just a feminist icon. I basically. thought it was just a word. No. <laughs> so and why they, do they say it? It's funny because... Well, you're supposed to know who Malala is to get it, but it's just like a very important feminist figure. So it's just like their symbol of like a promise or something. Okay. And like trust? Yeah. Okay. But most people know who that is. Okay, but it's not like a thing to say her name and no, it's just their game they invented. Yeah, because okay. it's like saying piggy promise, right, but it's exactly. like feminist. Their code making, word. That, and it yeah. sounds like they have this rule that if they can say it, the, they can say it one time a year yeah. and that other person has to do whatever that other person wants them to do. Yeah, and they basically call it on each other for the same moment, which and is go home or stay at the party. Well, yeah, but it had been called earlier. Yeah, by but I'm saying the for, they're calling it for the and same that, thing, yeah. but opposite. Like, so it one of them wanted to go Cancels and then this out. one yeah wants to leave <laughs> yeah and so that's right and the, well the other the previous time amy agreed to her malala right right and so that's why amy gets pissed that it's yeah. like what the hell i agreed to yours why aren't you agreeing to mine yeah and then she starts talking shit which she does she starts talking mad shit <laughs> and she does because it, that kind of shows that molly's the alpha or like yeah it's it sort of her true colors start coming out and it's bullshit and i hated it wow <laughs> and then yeah so amy gets mad about always being her sidekick or being thought of that way and molly gets mad that she's a coward right that she's she has to leave always basically lead, yeah. it's a big fight low uh low point and it was cool the choice how they made it like um 
Like they, it went silent. It was a big sound design cool thing. It really was. And this is the moment, that's the moment that got me to start crying oh. really. Um, because <laughs> I was kind of already on the verge of oh. feeling really crazy because not only did the, that happen, but this was also one continuous shot. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's like the camera is it's just going, going back and forth, back and forth, uh, just keeping on them. And so it's like this really beautiful moment and scene that they had shot that way with just that one shot and then right like halfway or two-thirds throughout the argument when it starts to really get pointed yeah and they start to really insult each other they just slowly fade out the dialogue and it's just what it's just like really minimal music i suppose yeah um and it, it just it's perfect and it really it's like at that point we know we don't need the words right. anymore exactly. and it's, it's one of those editing choices that is an example of why the editing in this movie is so brilliant. And it makes it that much more of a powerful creative piece because we really get sucked into the emotions of what these characters are feeling and allows us that opportunity. We don't have to, we don't really have to, we don't care about the words at this point. We've already been shown that they're just what they're doing and engaged in. And then we see it ends on that one shot uh, um, of Molly. We just see her mouth saying, fuck you. Yeah. And and it's just oof, so powerful. Yeah. So yeah, those broke out the tears in me. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't cry? No. I, it was well. It was good. I mean, like crying me. emotional. It got me. Oh, that's good. Uh, you know what? What other sequence was really cool that I enjoyed was the when they get to the party and Molly sees Nick and it's like that the whole dancing, dancing thing. It had a La La Land moment, you know? Yeah, but it was just... The lighting was beautiful. It was all colors. It was so cool. And the dance, the choreography was so funny. I don't know. It's super over the top. Very well, like classic musical romance. Yeah, I love that. And I relate. I remember I would always fantasize about my crushes, like us dancing, like Just taking your breath away. (laughs) Like ballroom dancing. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) Okay, huh? <laughs> For somebody that fantasized about it, I, I'm surprised you're not like more interested in going out and getting dance lessons and going out well, to I'm dance. Well, I'm not more. interested. I'm just I don't have. It's expensive. Oh well, yeah, well, fair. Hey, if you are also, interested in donating to Hikey Book Club, we are uh, <laughs> taking no. money for right. dance lessons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I help mean, us make that content for you. I also just don't like going out. Maybe videos. We can buy tapes. Anyway, so I, I like that, that that sequence a lot. That was another one of those cool, different moments. Mm-hmm. And also the underwater scene I thought was like a cool, different moment sequence thing. <laughs> that one was really cool. Yeah. Um, and that's another really brilliant example of editing and uh, of reveal, right? Yeah, you know? it's very like it takes you through the emotions, but it's like just pretty and artistic mm-hmm. underwater for sure i think at that she, point she we, feels really great and free she mm-hmm. starts really like that very like happy and it ends like super low so it's a big like crash it's also interesting to think about how the color kind of changes yeah you know which was honestly something i was trying to pay close attention to because there are moments and shots where they're very clear color arrangements and i feel like they're supposed to mean something probably but, um, <laughs> but that was a cool sequence there's just so many cool like moments that made it stand out as a movie that's not like generic like, well yeah i just mean stand out from like a dialogue movie like right. you said right like these sequences kind of made it very cool driven and by action which is like the good point about it i mean there's still amazing conversations and dialogue bits yeah. and dialogue humor but they still involve action usually or some sort of tangible actionable goal in one way or another through the comedy and the conversations yeah so at the at the I end think for an example oh, oh uh-huh. i was just gonna say like if for an example while they're in the car Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on the lift trying to get to the party and it's like even though they're having conversations back and forth in the back of the car like they end up doing actions like pulling out their phone to uh, watch the porn mm-hmm. you know um, which then results in them needing to plug it in yeah. and then which then results in the 
principle principle <laughs> unplugging the car or you know syncing up the sound <laughs> and so it's like you know all of this comedy is yeah. told and built up through actions yeah not, not through not the just dialogue jokes right yeah. which yeah. is an important just distinction that uh, i try to always get come back to yeah so it's a good point you make so after the fight they split up because they are they're obviously mad at each other amy has like kind of an unintended goal but related to her goal she like starts hooking up with the this other hot girl that was out of left field really for me. It, it was i mean no she seemed pretty lesbian to me oh yeah the other girl no it wasn't that it was just like what was <laughs> out of left field was her just desire because she was just like right before that like you know yelling at her and like insulting right, 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 her right but it was one of those like it was one of those like there's in the heat of the moment yeah like heat anger turns to passion you know thing <laughs> right <laughs> i think that's what it I was think that's a movie thing but is that a real thing in real life people do that well it, it happened on big little lies i guess but that's also fiction but no yeah that happens i think <laughs> like people that you've never met like two people that like hate each other but you can tell they they like each other they, they hate each other they're always bickering but you're like they would hook up if you know they could they would admit it yeah maybe i don't know you've never known people like that that bicker <laughs> never no bickerers <laughs> uh like hard friends? for me to really think about that mm. i feel like i've seen that plenty mm. but it was kind of like that it was like bickering that was like flirtatious i mean i i was in a relationship in the past that got heated a lot and i was trying to remember if we had ever no. like had moments like that and i mean maybe kind of so <laughs> maybe i can see it <laughs> okay that i think i i've tried hard to suppress those years out of my life oh my gosh i think i think it i see it more with like two people like friends or something that i see that are Mm -hmm. always arguing but in like a cute way i don't know well i don't know it just in the movie it seemed kind of sudden i i accepted it eventually but it was sudden in the moment it took me a whole nother scene to kind of get except it, it was happening and move with it which it, is what i liked about it they c- did the kiss and then they got out of it went to another scene they cut away and then they came mm, back to it um, yeah and it, it's fun amy's like very like inexperienced so she's being really awkward about it which is very like high school you know mm-hmm. and then so she's doing that and molly leaves and she has a bonding moment with the triple A girl and who she was kind of like her more direct nemesis at the beginning. And they talk out and sort of have more of a heart to heart because she's also going to the same college. So it's kind of like they're mm-hmm. trying to make amends. But then the cops bust in the party and they're all hiding. And then Amy, because she was called a coward, thinks the best thing to do is go out there and be the sacrifice to be a diversion sorry i'm just realizing c- you forgot like the um, one of the important parts what? about amy when she secretes well i can't i can talk about that you can't I, talk- I have phobia i know that's what I, th- <laughs> I was gonna ask like how did you what did you think about that moment i have phobia so any throw up moment is awful I, I can't yeah i can't watch it yeah they did it i thought it i mean it was funny uh it was funny well I, that was part of me saying it was she was awkward and that's just high school like <laughs> hooking up yeah well so because i guess she was you know a little bit drunk at this point and yeah an yeah, experience that wasn't important to me or like it, it's not well it's a, i mean it's a, it breaks up with that what they're doing engaged right. in and then also there's this well it, it's important because it creates a tension that needs closure at, right. uh, at, the, at end. the end so anyway um but yeah so she ends up getting the uh, later on when the cops start busting every body at the party she decides to get amy decides to get some courage to yeah uh be a diversion so it's her hero moment she overcomes da, her da, da. obstacle mm-hmm. of being cowardly cowardly uh and, and she, we see her getting arrested through uh, a video yeah that molly i guess finds or yeah that's getting sent around mm-hmm. by the theater gays yeah <laughs> right and everybody's like oh my gosh she's such a badass yeah they love him Right. So, <laughs> I, I mean, her. it's like an important thing, right? Because now all of a sudden her reputation yes. is kind of changed around in school. And then Molly, and so the next morning goes, picks her up at the prison. They get out, they get her out of prison by giving information about the pizza guy who ends up being an actual creeper, mm. not a fake one. Or <laughs> And then they have a few minutes to get to graduation. So they have to speed 
They do. And rush in Jared's car, fire, bird thing. Well, in order to do <laughs> that, though, because they had to get out of her, her out of jail, and on Molly's way in, she saw the flyer. Right. Well, of the but, yeah. guy that they had information on. Yeah. So that's how the guy from the Lodi Hotel comes back. Lido, Lido Pizza. What is it? Lido Pizza. Oh, sorry. Lido <laughs> Pizza. <Yeah. laughs> that's how that guy comes back and is important. Yeah. Because they have information about how... It's so weird. He gives them like... Exactly what he would do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So kind of... Yeah. Yeah. He had the mentality that would know those things. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. Mm-hmm. So they make it to graduation, but in big style with the car they had already started uh molly had sent jared to uh start her speech for her similar to how you could have a proxy in a congressional hearing yeah so (laughs) she had the whole excuse plan or reason and principal's like sure whatever (laughs) and they arrive like super cool in the car like dust everywhere you know super bad super badass <laughs> you were doing so good i know <laughs> super badass and they get there and they're sort of everyone loves it you know Shantae, you stay <laughs> he says <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah they go up there uh and, and then our boy comes up on the stage and gives molly a big fat no no, smack. no no he oh. was already on stage reading a speech and she smacks him that's right smacks on oh uh, my bad wait a second <laughs> shit there yes. you go, taking 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 the power back. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. And that's a really fun moment. So she gets her like romance moment too. Yeah. Because Amy got it early after at the party right after she the fight. She did. You're right. And then uh, Molly gets it more at the graduation. That's right. They, and, and yeah, and they both had to find like who they were really meant to like yeah. hook up with. Yeah. And that's crazy. We see uh, Holly or no mm-hmm. Hope. Hope I think is her name. The uh, the girl she hooked up with come give her her phone number and Molly's this like... This is after the graduation. Yeah. They're back at the house. Packing and it's sort of like the closing kind of... Are they getting ready to go to the airport? Yeah. Or they're packing. I don't mm-hmm. know if right then, but yeah. And then it ends with the dropping off at the airport and them saying goodbye, but then like coming back together to do one final meal. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like that last line. Yeah. And so speaking of fuck... <laughs> oh well yes rated I r gonna, yes yeah, i i think they should have <laughs> i like the lens flare in that final sequence i feel like there was a lot of good lens flare there is a lot of good lens in flare that, in that movie there is it's not overly used i don't think it was but used a lot it was used quite a bit uh but i think tastefully especially yeah. in the end so but I was it, this say, was rated r it was rated r for I'm, a teen movie i'm thinking maybe maybe that would have helped at the box office making it pg-13 so mm. that like Teens would be more likely to go. So here's where I'm going to come in with my but also, big comment. The fucks were, are more realistic. They are. To kids. And so you really like, need them. You need them? I, so here's my point. Okay, okay. Is that now, in, I, and I totally had not even thought about this before, but now, and you haven't seen this other movie, but the plot in a lot of ways, like the script is so very similar to uh, Super Bad. Mm-hmm. And super bad it was, was 2007, um, and but that's with the all. It's like the boys version. Oh, okay. And that one is also rated R. Oh. They're also teenagers in high school, but it's also rated R, and it also did really well in the box office. Right. So that's okay. why it's like, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I don't know if I can say that yeah. it's just because I it was just, rated R. I just feel like rated R just adds another barrier but it really does also, it, will, like, it, it yeah. totally is a legitimate concern too it really does and that's always a the big Decision. factor yeah. yeah um that often makes these things not as producible i mean that's pros- possibly why it took somebody like will ferrell to maybe get behind that's it that's true uh, Executive as a producer produce. yeah but yeah it's a bummer but it also at the same time you know i think that you know the kind of movie that you want to make and you just have to you have to make those types of decisions based on to stay in genuine and have the integrity of the film you want to make. It's just you know, hard. Stakes do like, the, true to the script. Like the more of these flop, the less we'll get of it's them true. in theaters, but also or the I more think, of them that will have to go to Netflix or Hulu. Right. Or exactly. Like that. I think that's going to be the, the solution right. is like all those are going to end up having to go to the streaming uh, because it did remind me, it kind of reminded me of like a movie that, 
Netflix movies want to be. It did. Like some of them hit it. A few like to all the boys I loved before is cheesier, but I like that one. Mm -hmm. It's quality. Like, I feel like Netflix tries to hit this quality of Booksmart. Absolutely. And Especially with a the lot demographic, of movies, I think. Like, a lot of movies, like, mm-hmm. throws uh, throws them at the wall. Um, but a lot of them don't successfully do it. And for stick. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas this one, I think, has that power. It's almost like the kind of like Once Upon a Time it's thing where it's, like, really good. One you know, day but at it's a time? just one day at a time right that's what i meant (laughs) or it's just like really good but you know it probably can't last just because the audiences aren't showing up in a way but then it comes back to marketing too but also like book smart was it marketed really well i got a a million ads that's right you were saying that i i hadn't really heard about i think the only ad i saw about it was this weekend being promoting about it's coming out this weekend but other than that i had not heard about it there were actually some moments since we saw the trailer right before we saw the movie mm-hmm. i noticed all the scenes that were in the trailer yeah, the not trailer. the movie <laughs> oh okay yeah. interesting the title design was super basic yeah it was yeah. white font on a black background it's sure. like what i was complaining about with the student films i went to go see That's true. last weekend but uh <laughs> so i mean that was one mark down for it i guess um kind of the the marketing on like the ads and stuff was more like they had title design that was like all mm. lowercase and yellow, which indie movies uh, are always right. yellow, right. <laughs> yellow background and like white text and, like a serif too. like, mm. I don't know. Futura. Oh, no, a no, serif. A serif. Oh, okay. Because it's book smart. It right. was more like. And I remember the serif font for in the actual movie. But um, hmm. So overall, yeah, so it is so very similar to uh, Superbad, like in so many ways. Um, I never saw it, actually. I, and I Not that I'm surprised. I mean, it is very <laughs> men. Uh, for men. Um, but a lot but of, isn't American Pie similar? That's about losing virginity. I mean, yes, but it's just like in terms of what actually happens in this movie oh, and in okay. Superbad, like there's so many. I mean, the vomit thing happens in Superbad. Um, they why <laughs> uh, the cops end up coming busting the party, and then mm. well, one of their characters ends up is spoilers for super bad, but spoilers. yeah, a character's reputation is improved from that. So it's like all yeah, they're all trying to get to the big party at the end, and there are these roadblocks along the way. Oh, we also had so, yeah. Miss Fine, which is weird. She hooks up with a student, very weird. Even though he's an old like, uh, it was a strange moment. Yeah, repeat student. Like mm-hmm. he failed a bunch. So he was 20. Weird. They just had weird characters. I think that's what gives us its charm, honestly. Honestly, once I I figured out they were in L.A., I think their personalities made more sense to me. Fair. Because it makes sense. I've never been to L.A., so I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's like a big urban and like artsy place. So that's why they're so like quirky and like hipster, you know, more than like at a rural high school or something. Well, cool. Um, so I guess, <laughs> do you have a final grade for Booksmart? A. A? No, A plus. Really? A plus. A plus, girl. Ooh, wow. What? Yeah, no, I give it an A. A? A. Just because of how much it took from Superbad. Wow. You hadn't even thought of that before now. It's Well, <laughs> I hadn't, but it's as you were describing some of these key, or just like moments that had happened yeah. kind of casually in the plot throughout the movie, I realized, well, that... <laughs> also just like happened it had really i felt like it really borrowed a lot from it it had fun music but it's so much more innovative than something stupid like super bad and i i totally hey and i totally agree i'm not saying no but that's why i'm giving it an a wow well the the music was also really cool yes the music was cool like it was hip and it would surprise at some time mm-hmm. at some points like stop or certain kind of music it, it was cool they did good things. I remember. With their I remember the person. Music and sound design. The per the composer or someone that had a cool name. Like Dan the Automator. Automator. It was like Automator yeah. or something. Something yeah. really funky, cool like that. Who is that guy? Let uh. us know. Come on, tweet at us, Dan. Yeah, we liked his music. So yeah, certified fresh from High Key Book Club. Yes. <laughs> we got to come and up. the world. Well, it's so great to always talk to you. Yeah. Sorry. Do you have any shout outs? No. Sorry, we skipped last week. Oh. I mean, I'm not sorry. Happy graduation to Cameron. He has a bachelor's degree. He's a bachelor. Uh, I need the applause sound effect. Yeah. Uh, if only we were a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. I know. I'm amazed. And hopefully now we can deliver that regular content for you. Maybe even more we'll so. We'll see. We'll see. We also have other projects that might take our attention. It's very true. I guess until next week or until next time, stay tuned with us at High Key Book Club. That's where our handle is on Twitter and on Instagram. And then you can also write us at highkeybookclub at gmail.com if you have any suggestions, comments, or requests that you want to send us. You can always find us on Google Play or iTunes, Apple Podcasts Music. And (laughs) if you want to subscribe to our uh, podcast there, write us a review. We'd love to hear from you that way as well. A little support goes a long way. As always, you'll be hearing from us.